The reading this morning comes from John chapter 11, starting at verse 1 through to verse 44. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives in believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he, he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? 
Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odour, for he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let them go. This is the word of the Lord. Well, as a Bible reader, there's a bit of a challenge when you come to a familiar passage like the one Colleen just read for us. Even uh, when you come to a passage that's your favourite passage, uh, you often read it quickly. Often you don't read it carefully. You read it thinking, well, I know this story. The story of Lazarus rising is a bit like that. Even people who don't know the Bible know that Lazarus rises. But you can know that and not know the real story. And so in our time together, I, I want to ask three questions that will help us get to the heart of the account of Lazarus rising. Here they are. Number one, if Jesus loved Lazarus, why did he wait before coming to him when he heard he was sick? Two, when did Martha believe in Jesus? Was it before or after Lazarus rising? And number three, I'm sure this is a question you've had as you've read this account. Why did Jesus weep when he knew that Lazarus was going to rise again? I'm going to go through each of those questions in a moment. But first, I'm going to lead us in prayer. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, as we come back to this glorious gospel of John, uh, as we head into one of the great accounts of Jesus' life and work, uh, please give, us a, uh, give us an attentiveness to your word so that we understand what you desire for us to understand. Please speak to us today, Lord, by your spirit and through your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So where are we up to in John? Uh, so far in John, we've met some really interesting characters, seeing how they interact with Jesus, his words and his statements. Chief amongst those characters are people, are the 12, the disciples. Uh, they get to see with amazement Jesus works, starting with Jesus turning water into wine. But we've also met Jesus' opponents, those who are uh, the opinion leaders and, and almost uniformly feared in the community, holding the power over who is in and who is out of the synagogue, that place that is so central to the social, political, religious community that they live in. They recognise Jesus as a threat, though some of them, like Nicodemus we've met, seem to secretly believe. And we're going to spend a bit more time with them next week. In John, we also get to meet some really interesting people who are neither of the 12 nor of the opposition, uh, uh, but, but are believers in Jesus, like the man who was born blind but was healed and testified to Jesus before his opposition and even got kicked out of the synagogue for it. 
And so as we come to this passage, we again get to meet some believers who are part of the 12, um, but, but people of faith, uh, and they live in the town of Bethany, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They love Jesus, and that love, we're told, is mutual. Now, this is an exciting passage, but as with all the good accounts, it starts with drama. Now, here is the drama. The man Jesus loves is sick. Lazarus is sick. The man has sisters, Mary and Martha, who Jesus loves too. And so far in John, we've seen that Jesus can heal the blind, the paralyzed, the sick. He didn't know the blind man. Uh, he didn't, uh, or the paralyzed man. Uh, the, the sick kid was the son of an official and people didn't care a great deal about the sons of officials, right? Uh, he, he healed all these people. Uh, he could walk on water. He could feed 5,000. Now, this same man, Jesus, is asked to come back to a family he loves and knows well. And his response is quite remarkable. He doesn't go. Now, that's the first question I want to tackle with you. If Jesus loved Lazarus, why did he wait? Why didn't he go immediately before going to Bethany? Now, chapter 11, verse 1, uh, pick it up with me. Chapter 11, verse 1. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, uh, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters w sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Here we're reminded through flashing forward of Mary pouring expensive perfume on Jesus' feet later in chapter 12, just in case we missed their love, for we get reminded again in verse 5. Uh, but, but here is the real surprise, the word so in verse 6. It doesn't seem to make sense. Have a look at it with me. So verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. You would expect the so to be followed with, so Jesus jumped in a taxi and got there as quickly as he could. Well, maybe not a taxi, but you know what I mean. You're expecting urgent action from God's son uh, for someone that he deeply loved, not the somewhat, somewhat curious call of wait. Now, it's surprising to us because we get caught up in the Lazarus story rather than getting caught up in the Jesus story. What's going on for Jesus here? Have a look at back at verse 4. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Please don't miss this. This story is going to end in glory. God's glory and the glory of his Son, not in the, necessarily in the glory of Lazarus, but the glory of God's Son. This story is about Jesus, not about Lazarus. So, so Jesus waits for two days uh, and will end up arriving in Bethany four days after Lazarus died. But the reason he waits is to show God's glory. It's show the glory of God's son. Uh, pick it up with me in verse 11. After he'd said this, he went on to tell him, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going to wake him up. V further on, verse 14, uh, verse 14. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. 
So despite the disciples' concerns for safety from the opposition, and we'll see more of that next week, they head down the road to Bethany to see how Jesus would bring about God's glory. It's interesting uh, uh, that this story is actually not about Lazarus but about Jesus, as we so commonly think. Uh, as an example of this, there's a, an Australian political memoir uh, written by a former Prime Minister of Australia, and he's titled his memoir, Lazarus Rising. Now, I confess I haven't read all of it, but I imagine the former Prime Minister sees himself as Lazarus, rising from electoral defeat to becoming one of the longest-serving Prime Ministers. It does make me wonder whether he's read this account in the Bible and realised that this story is actually not about Lazarus rising. It's about Jesus. Uh, he waits before he goes. Jesus waits before he goes to this family he loves. Why? So that more people could come to know the glory of God. More people could believe that he is the sent one of God. Now, the second question I wanted to ask of the account is this. When did Martha believe in Jesus? Was it before or after Lazarus rising? See, it's easy for me to miss with all the fireworks in this account, but Martha identifies Jesus as the sent Messiah before she sees her brother rise from the dead. Jesus clearly says to the disciples that Lazarus dying happens for the purpose of belief. We saw that in verse 15, didn't we? Uh, and for your sake, I'm glad I was not uh, there, so you may believe, but let us go to him. Uh, and the first person who believes in this account is actually not the disciples. It's actually Martha. So Martha goes out to meet Jesus with the same words that Mary would later say to Jesus. Now, though we, we know that Jesus loved Mary and Martha, this is the first time we've met either of them in, in this gospel. In the Gospel of Luke, we see that Martha was the one who was busy at home rather than sitting and learning from Jesus as Mary did. Yet oddly, it's Martha who comes out to meet Jesus. Mary stays at home. Uh, Martha says this, verse 21, pick it up with me there. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. This is a sentiment that anyone who is familiar with suffering will well understand. Where were you, Jesus, when this happened to the one I love? Martha already demonstrates faith long before she knows what Jesus will do. Listen to these words of her faith. Verse 22, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Now, this is extraordinary faith, isn't it? given what, the, what she's been through over the last four days since her brother's death. We can only imagine, can't we? Four days ago, Lazarus' breathing had stopped. His heart had stopped. The exhausted Martha and Mary, Mary's cry would have gone up from that house to the streets around. Then they would have prepared Lazarus for burial, putting on white linen gown and wrapping him lovingly with bandages and spices. Then Martha and Mary would have led mourners out to the grave. At the grave, there would have been some speeches. Then the mourners would have formed a gauntlet and wailed loudly as the sisters walked home without their brother. By the time Mary, rather, by the time Martha finds herself speaking to Jesus, it was the fourth day when the ritual mourning had reached its highest point as the body started to decay. All this had happened by the time Jesus is now speaking with Martha on the road. 
And yet you hear words of hope, don't you? You hear words of expectancy in Martha's words, don't you? She says, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Uh, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I I know he'll rise again in the resurrection in the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing me will never die. Do you believe this? Just listen to her reply. She's wrapped her brother in burial clothes. She's mourned her brother for four days now. And even before this, before she knows that Lazarus rises, she says this, verse 27, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Before Lazarus has his moment in the sun again, Martha has expressed a deep and profound faith in Jesus. All this grieving, all this mourning has happened, yet there is still faith, belief, dependence in Jesus. Belief because of who he is, not because of what he can do for her. And this belief glorifies God because it rightly recognises Jesus as God's son. It rightly recognises God as the merciful one who sent his son into the world to defeat death. Not only is Jesus the bread of life, the light of the world, the good shepherd, he is the resurrection and the life. And Martha knows this. It's funny, sometimes uh, we do have a problem that is beyond us. Uh, I'm sure uh, you recognise that this happens. Uh, uh, Perhaps... Uh, uh, you have a, a list of people gathered in the event that there's a problem beyond you. You know, when the sewer line explodes, you want a plumber on speed dial, don't you? A good one that, that knows their stuff and doesn't ch- charge eastern suburbs prices. Or when a legal situation arises and you look at the contract you're meant to sign and realise that perhaps you're not as fluent in English as you thought you were. But of course... Those problems pale in comparison to the problem facing Martha, grieving the loss of one so close. She couldn't bring her beloved brother back to life, could she? And yet she recognised that Jesus could, because Jesus was the resurrection and the life. Martha knew that he is the way to life. So why did Jesus wait? Well, he waited for belief resulting in glory. When did Martha believe? Before Lazarus rises, she believed to the glory of God. The very purpose of Lazarus' sickness and death was for the purpose of belief and glory. Both happened even before Lazarus' feet hit the tomb floor once more. Now the third question. Why did Jesus weep when he knew that Lazarus was going to rise? Now, there are several expressions of Jesus' emotion here. Uh, Clearly, in the shortest verse of the Bible, we see this. Verse 35, Jesus wept. As Jesus stood on the road outside Bethany, where he met Martha, Mary came up to him, making the same sister her statement had made, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And to this, Jesus, seeing Mary's grief, seeing the mourners and hearing their wailing, this all triggered Jesus. Our version says in verse 33, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. 
Uh, the word there is close to anger. It is literally the flaring of the nostrils. Seeing death up so close and personal brings out this raw emotion in Jesus, the emotion we've seen at the temple before. He's angry about death and Jesus weeps. Yet in all of this you ask, why was it that Jesus felt this so personally when he knew what was going to happen next? And we know he knew what was going to happen next because as he prayed to his father before Lazarus rises, he knew that his father was going to do this. You see here what the divine man feels about death. He sees death as ugly. In the face of death, he is angry. Anger is one of those stages of grieving that, 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 that we go through, and Jesus experienced it just as we do. But of course, that is why he came, to deal finally with the ugliness of death. As the Apostle Paul says, For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come when he hands over kingdom to God, uh, the kingdom to God the Father and after he has destroyed all dominion, authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is... Death. That verse is from 1 Corinthians 15, 22. That is why, of course, Jesus had to enter his own tomb so that death could be defeated with a finality. There's just hint of that in this, his final miracle in the book of John. And what a miracle it is. Just imagine that you are there at the tomb watching this. Just imagine. Let me read it to you. Verse 38. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with the stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odour, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew you, were, you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and his feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Can you imagine it? In this final stage of the first part of the book of John, we're reminded of the summary sentence of the whole book. John 20 verse 30 says this, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This all happened for belief. Jesus delayed coming back to the ones he loved, for the sake of people coming to belief that God might be glorified. Martha showed this belief in an extraordinary way, professing faith, even before she saw her brother rise from the dead. And in all of this, we see what Jesus felt about death, his anger, his grief, his weeping, which, of course, gave rise to his own death. 
that he might take away the sting of death for us forever. Now, friends, this is a, this is a familiar account to us. It should be because it gives us such great hope. This is a favourite account to many of us because this is where we turn when we're faced with death and grieving. And as we turn, we are reminded to turn to Jesus because he is the resurrection and the life. Let me lead us in prayer and then we'll sing together. As it says in Revelation 21.3, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Father, we thank you for sending Jesus to defeat death. Thank you that he faced suffering and death so that we might believe, that we might dwell with you in eternity with no more death or tears or mourning or crying or pain. Father, we long for more people to know the hope of this truth. Please work through us now, work through us this month, this year, as we offer the hope of life to those around us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to sing now. We're going to sing uh, uh, the, Consider Christ that says this. Consider Christ for death he has defeated. For he arose, appeared for all to see, and now he sits at God's right hand in heaven where he prepares a resting place for me. Let's sing this together.